are here to see the model of the Second Temple. This is a model that was, it's actually almost unprecedented in the world, maybe unprecedented. It's a detailed model of Second Temple Jerusalem based on archaeological excavations. Now, some of the places, you know, some of the little houses, they didn't excavate those. It's kind of a guess of what was there. But this is really unprecedented in that it's a large-scale model. You know, hundreds of different structures here are based on hundreds of different archaeological excavations. And there's really nothing like that in the world. Um, of a whole city reconstructed, basically, based on archaeology. This was originally in the Holy Land, uh, the Holy Land Hotel, and the Israel Museum purchased it, and it cost millions of dollars to move this. And they, you know, moved it, and it's actually one of the major things now at the Israel Museum. This is the northern side of the city. One of the really interesting things is how it represents the three walls uh, that we know surrounded ancient Jerusalem. Uh, in Second Temple times, and it's actually called by Josephus the first wall, the second wall, and the third wall, and they were built in sequence as the city expanded. The third wall was actually built during the Jewish revolt against the Romans in 66 to enclose, um, you know, this massive number of people, but the first and second wall were built earlier. The remains of those three towers, you see three like elaborate towers there, to the left of that is today Jaffa Gate, yep. and that was always the ancient... Uh, road to Jaffa from oh, Jerusalem yeah. and Jaffa was the major port uh, down in the coast and um, those three towers protected Jaffa Gate and they were built by Herod and they were actually named after his brothers if I'm not mistaken and then from there all the way to the Temple Mount you had a wall and that's called the first wall and that was Jerusalem really up until you know a certain period and as the city expanded then they built what was called the second wall and you can see inside the second wall you have the Antonia Fortress, which in earlier times, in Hasmonean times, was referred to as the Bira. Bira in modern Hebrew means capital, but back then it meant the fortress. And that was essentially a, a Greek garrison that um, the Hasmoneans never really uh, were able to, to oust, to, to drive out until very late. It took them a very long time to drive out that garrison. So even once they liberated the temple, you know, the story of Hanukkah, mm. there were still Greeks in this fortress overlooking the temple that could shoot arrows in whenever they wanted to. And then later the Romans called that the Antonia Fortress, and uh, it's the same fortress essentially, uh -huh. and um, were able to dominate the temple. And when they wanted to, they could shoot arrows into the temple and kill people. And that allowed them to have really control over the Jews and over their temple. So that was a thorn in the side, essentially, of, of the Jews throughout the period. Uh -huh. Now, the reason they built it there is because you have sheer cliffs all around Jerusalem on three sides, except the north. So in the north is where you're going to build the strongest fortresses. That's why Herod built his three towers there. That's why they had that north wall with all those heavy fortifications, and that's why Antonia Fortress was there. Because any army coming against Jerusalem would come from the north, because you don't have to go up too many hills. Right. And, you know, this. every time I look at this, it moves me. Seeing the temple... Um, there you have the the Holy of Holies in that marble building, and um, you know and this is based on the ancient descriptions um, and archaeological finds. One of the things you have is that little fence. You see that little fence going around the outer side, outer mm. portion. Yeah. That was called the Sorag, and uh, we we find it mentioned in ancient sources. And basically, everything outside of that wasn't really considered part of the temple. It was considered, you know, the Temple Mount complex, but it, you were allowed to go there even if you were ritually impure. Inside, you had to be ritually pure in order to go there. And, um, and they have signs 
they had signs all along that fence and archaeologists have actually found two of those signs we'll see one of them later mm -hmm. on display and they said basically that any gentile who goes in here will, uh, who is uncircumcised will be put to death which was a pretty bold statement considering they were under roman rule and had no authority to put anyone to death uh -huh. and what they basically meant if you come in here we're going to lynch you right. and um you know and that was their way of enforcing that and um but everything inside that is considered sanctified and, and one of the questions when you go to the temple mount is where is that sorag where is that that fence that delineates the holy from the sure. the unholy from the from the from the non-holy and that's why some people won't go anywhere in the temple mount one of the things for sure is over there you have this long building that was called the um the royal basilica yep. and um and it had to be at that location uh, they've actually found remains of it on the outside when it when it collapsed, it was right. knocked down by the Romans, and um, that currently is the site of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which right. is the third holiest site in Islam, and that definitely was not a holy site. That was definitely outside of the Sarag, where um, business and commerce took place. It was on the Temple Mount, in the Temple Precinct, but it wasn't the holy part uh -huh. of the Temple. Right. Okay. Yeah. And there's the eastern. There, of course, is the eastern gate, where today you have a cemetery, a Muslim cemetery, yep. and, and the tradition is that the you know the Messiah or Elijah, according to the Jewish version, has to walk through there, and he won't be able to walk through because of the cemetery. Right. And one version is that the Muslims even intentionally put a cemetery there to prevent the Messiah or Elijah from getting to the temple. Um, eventually, they built the second wall, and what you notice about the second wall is it's not like a nat It doesn't follow the natural contours of Jerusalem. And this is very controversial in archaeology. In fact, one scholar mockingly talked about the third wall and the second wall. And, and what, what he was explaining is that this placement of the second wall is actually based on Catholic theology and Catholic tradition. Right. And that's because what you see just outside the second wall is, uh, is what they call Calvary Hill. And that was today, it's the site of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Uh -huh. And the belief was, but of the Catholics, is that, well, it had to be outside the city. So we don't know exactly where the second wall went, but we knew that the Church of the Holy Sepulchre had to be outside the second wall. And what you basically see is it, it, it's following the natural contours there in the north, and all of a sudden it dips in. It dips in, yeah. It dips in, like, ridiculously, and then moves around just to put yeah. the Church of the Holy Sepulchre outside the wall. That is... Which is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> Now, they did find Hasmonean period tombs uh, underneath the Church of the Holy Sepulchre site. So that had to be outside the city wall in Hasmonean times. But sometime, the Hasmoneans were the Maccabees. But sometime after the Maccabees, they built the second wall to enclose Jerusalem as it expanded. And there's no way that the Church of the Holy Sepulchre was, and, and the Catholic, really, Calvary Hill, was, was outside the city wall. It's utterly ridiculous. There's, of course, the alternative site, which is inside the third wall, and that's over there. You can see that sort of like a cliff, and that's what they call Golgotha. That's um, or the ah. they actually call it Gordon's Golgotha. Nothing to do with me. Right. But there was a, a British general named Charles Gordon who came here in the 1880s, and he wanted to practice some Anglican rites inside the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And the Catholics said no. Anglicans? We never heard of Anglicans. You can't do any. We've got the Greek Orthodox, and we have the Armenian, uh, and we got the Armenian Orthodox, and we got all these different churches, but we don't know who Anglicans are, so they said, no, you can't do it. So he went walking along the city wall, the Turkish city wall, and he found something that looked like a skull, and he said, that's Golgotha. And to this day, that's known as the Garden Tomb, which could potentially really be the site 
where he um, you know, was put in a tomb and, and executed. It's possible. The Church of the Holy Sepulchre, there's no way possible. That's ridiculous. They didn't execute people inside a Hebrew city, a Jewish city, because you execute someone, they're dead. And, um, and you can't have a dead body inside the city. And, and the Romans wouldn't have wanted a major you know, full-scale ride on their hands. Not to mention, the Romans wanted on the main road leading out of the city, not you know, where people could see it. They wouldn't have put it they wouldn't have put an execution inside the city that made no sense you know so so this 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 part of the reconstruction of the placement of the second wall is totally based on based on catholic tradition now where do the catholics get this tradition it goes back to helena the mother of constantine who came to jerusalem and had this dream and and her dream was that the site of the true cross was underneath the temple of aphrodite now the more cynical secular explanation if you ask historians is that the christians were jealous uh, of the christians of jerusalem were jealous of the of the pagans who had the temple of aphrodite and so they um they said to helena it's over there underneath the, the church of aphrodite the temple of aphrodite because they wanted to get a hold of that property and sure. they did the temple of aphrodite i think there's only like one wall that remains of it somewhere underneath uh-huh. in the lower catacombs and um, and basically now it's it's the holiest site in the Catholic world. I, think, mm-hmm. I guess after Rome, mm-hmm. but I guess if you look at the different Christian denominations, the Orthodox and everything, this is considered basically this is what the Crusaders fought over: the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Mm-hmm. It was to liberate the site of the resurrection and the um, well, I guess more specifically, the site of the crucifixion uh, and the burial from the Muslims. That was the purpose of the Crusades, and so wars were fought over the placement of that wall. Oh, wow.